My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape. Madrasa on A. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome back to your program. This is of course Madrasa on A, not the Hajj edition, but learning to lead, learning to lead as well as you heard me shuffling my pages over there, meaning that it's now time for our normal Madrasa program to start and that is of course where we will be picking up again on the subject matter of knowing my Lord. I'm your host Yasmina Peterson along with none other than Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams in studio and we are going to be in your company up until 4 o'clock that is up until Asr time inshallah. So for now let me greet my guest in studio inshallah. Sheikh Aslam Alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Sheikh how are you doing this afternoon? Fine alhamdulillah and how's yourself and Yasmina? I'm alhamdulillah Sheikh excited that we are going to be starting once again with the segment knowing my Lord to know that you can send through your SMSs, your questions as per topic, what Sheikh is going to be mentioning, you can send them through to SMS 47913 that is the number in which you can send your SMS through alternatively you probably do know our WhatsApp number for our, by now so you can send through our WhatsApp, you can send it through your questions through to our WhatsApp number, that is of course I'll give it to you again on 072-238-0712 but for now I hand over to Sheikh to Start the madrasa and to start our program. Sheikh Tafatul. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi wahdahu wa salatu wa salamu ala millana biya ba'd. Rabbi sharahli sadri wa yassirli amri wa ahlul uqdatan min lisani yafqahu kawli. Allahumma allimna bima yanfa'una wa anfa'ana bima allamtana. Warzukna ilman yadhal jalali wal ikram. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, all thanks and praises due to Allah Taala always and forever, and love and salam on our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the last and final messenger whom Allah Taala have sent to this earth to guide you and me, to guide us to be of the righteous people, to be of the Muslims and those people who follow the path of Allah and the path of His Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and grant us to be of those people who will be will be reaping success in this world and success in the year after. Allahumma ameen, ameen, ya Rabbil Alameen. May Allah grant us to be of those people worthy of that and those people who can carry that out to the best of our ability. Love and salam upon him, his family, his friends and all those who follow his path. May we be part of those people. Ameen, ya Rabbil Alameen. Alhamdulillah. Um, before we actually go into our lessons and, and for today, inshallah, we're starting with a new lesson and there is going to be a recap and the recap is going to go just a little back into some processes that we dealt with before. But before we do that, allow us to do the the the, the, the issue of, of uh, making dua collectively. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wal aqibatu lil muttaqeen wal jannatu lil muwahideen wa la udwana illa ala al-zalimeen wa salatu wa salamu ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursaleen sayyidina wa maulana muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'een rabbana zalamna anfusana fa illam taghfil lana wa tarhamna lana kunanna min al 
الخاسرين اللهم إنك عفو كريم تحب العفو فاعف عنا اللهم إنا نسألك رضاك والجنة ونعوذ بك من سخطك والنار يا عزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين ربنا زدنا علما ورزقنا فهما برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعسيان وجعلنا من الراشدين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا أذاب النار ودخلنا الجنة مع الأبرار يا عزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وأصحابه وبارك وسلم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين Alhamdulillah um, As we've said initially um, Bi'ithnillah we were doing We were going to do a recap And when I speak about a recap for now I'm just going to recap very very lightly To let us understand What is our topic that we're dealing with today Our topic is Knowing my Lord Knowing my Lord Had to do with coming to know Allah And we dealt with issues in the first segment Some time ago uh, A few months ago We did the, the issue of Knowing Allah from the side of Uluhiyya and from Rububiyya, those are the things that we've done. There's an, an, a, an angle that must be added to that, but that angle we'll be only doing, inshallah, a little bit later. For now, we're going somewhat little bit back, but we're actually moving on. Now, remember, we came to a stage where we looked at Uluhiyya from the various Ambiya. We looked at Uluhiyya from the various Anbiya and we dealt with the things that Allah or, or some of the Anbiya. So as to what Allah wanted us to understand, what was the, the load of Uluhiyya given to all the other prophets and their people, right? Now, Ulu, remember Uluhiyya, the topic, uh, or let me go back to Urububiyya. Rububiyya is all about knowing Allah as the Lord of the universe. In his might and his power, in his capacity, in his abilities and his strengths, and, and, and the fact that he is the one who was made, being the creator of everything, the sustainer of everything, all those things deals with Allah as Rabb, from the word Rabb, Rububiyya. And we said, but the core issue of worshipping Allah is not Allah as Rabb, is Allah as Ilah. And when we speak about ilah, we then say the uluhiyya of Allah. The uluhiyya of Allah deals with the fact that the word ilah means that we take that rob, which is a rob, we see his might and power and we recognize him not only in his might and power, but the greater aspect of himself is the aspect of worshipping him. Is the uluhiyya of him that he expects you and me when he says وَمَا خَلَقَتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ I did not create man and jinn except for one purpose that they may be able to worship me their Lord so that you and I may be able to worship Allah so that we identify him not as a rob only but we recognize through his rububiyya through his might and power, through his strengths that he have, through his abilities, that he is the only one that then deserves 
to be worshipped right now that is what been in the process of identify him as the only one worthy of being worshipped that is uluhiya and we're going to go into this occasion of uluhiya from an angle slightly different as i said we did some uluhiya prior we did some rububiya prior in this occasion we're going to show us what happened in the time of our Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, for him and his ummah, what Allah has revealed and guided mankind through the message of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in the period of the 23 years and the revelation of the various ayat of the Quran and the issues, what happened as a means of establishing uluhiyah on mankind, right? Now, Uluhiyah has got more than one angle. There is the initial states of Uluhiyah, and many a time people are under the impression that Uluhiyah is only to be able to worship Allah by saying, I am Muslim, and it ends there. That is not. There's a great amount of issues that needs to be understood from the process of Uluhiyah. Okay, so when, when we look at Uluhiyah, from from the side that we're going to deal with that now, we'll be dealing with uluhiyah and rububiyah, and we'll be seeing the qualities of how Allah Ta'ala, inshallah, brings to us the processes of many a times wanting us to be able to recognize Allah in His, in His ability as Lord of everything in rububiyah, but He actually wants us then there because of that, See the message of Uluhiyah. And may Allah grant that easy for all of us. And so, inshallah, we're going into that aspect of understanding the error of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as from there onwards. We see, because now it deals with you and me. It deals with those people who claim we are the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Remember, we've dealt with the other Anbiya, their stories and their issues and how their people interacted. And for us to reflect on that is what they did and what was the responses of them. What is it that you and I need to do? How is it that you and I need to love Islam? And how do we need to be able to implement that issue of recognizing Allah in His status and recognizing our responsibility towards Allah because the Uluhiya speaks about us and our submission and our commitment to want to be Muslim and want to serve Allah and want to achieve success and want to be benefit to ourselves and want to benefit others and want to be those people who are successful in this dunya, in our Qabr, in our Akhirah. May Allah grant us those successes, inshallah, and grant us to develop and grow as we go along. So in the process of the, 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 the uluhiyah of Allah, knowing my Lord, from the side of that uluhiyah, in the era of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we, we want you people, we want the public first to understand and see the broad picture, if you don't mind. Now, we've seen all the other anbiya and the issues that went around in their times and, and, and the things that happened with them and how Allah has given them a message. And so every messenger had a, a background that he was so different to the others. Uh, the background was his people that he went to, 
that he was sent to. The back, part of the background was the major issues that happened in the time of his people, and what was the common thing of that is great and known to their public. So, when it came to our Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and the era of our Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, we saw that Allah has given to us certain qualities to this Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Because it is a, Nabi, a, a period that is so different to all the other periods prior to that. Shukran so much. Sheikh is going to be continuing as to where she stopped. Sheikh the Fatou. Shukran jazakallah khair, barakallah fikum. May Allah grant khair and barakallah. Shukran for that one, Yasmina. As we've indicated, that when we speak about knowing my Lord from the side of, of the era of the Prophet, وسلم, it was speaking about us, it was speaking about our per- period. Our time and speaking about our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam who came with that process and processes. In the understanding of the portion of knowing my Lord, we will come to see processes of this Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the extent of this message so different to the message of all the other Ambiya, and we come to recognize the environment that he had to give his message in. Now we also need to understand that this messenger Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam was not a messenger like the other messengers from the side of every messenger was sent to a specific people at a specific time in a specific place. Our messenger Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam was also sent to a specific people, but his message was not to that people only. Uh, he was sent to a specific period of time and to a specific taste, place. The message that he brought was not for the people of that p- place, was not for that, peop- for that place only, and was not for that time only. So it means the messenger Muhammad wasallam's message was a message that encompasses the place, the time, and the people of himself sallallahu alayhi wasallam and that which happens after him until yawm al-qiyamah so the message of the nabi muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam that allah has sent with muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam was a message so much more greater number 1 that it was not number 1 it was not only for the arabs in arabia it is for all people around the world it is also for all places around the world. It is for all time until Yawm Al-Qiyamah. So when we speak about the, the, the time, the reference here deals with from the time of the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's birth, I mean from the time of his Nubuwa, until Yawm Al-Qiyamah, whatever's going to happen to everybody during that time period, you and me and whoever has been here and whatever sciences or knowledge or things or happenings is going to happen it's all inclusive in this message of muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and it then speaks about all time all places which means everywhere around the world whenever wherever however 
at the same time, it speaks to all people. It doesn't speak to Arab people only. So there's a, sometimes a misunderstanding that some people is under the impression that Islam claimed for the Arabs. It did not come to the Arabs. It came to the human race ever since the Nubuwa of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam until the final hour, Yawm al-Qiyamah. So it draws in everybody, everywhere, all the time. Subhanak, and it speaks to all of us. No human being is exempted here. Each and everyone, whether they are Muslim, whether they've accepted, and whether they do not want to accept, the message is speaking to them, saying to them, this is the message of your Lord, because Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is the last and final messenger to humanity, like all the other messengers. If anybody honors David, Nabi Dawood, then let him be informed that David is but a messenger amongst the messengers. But David informed humanity that there will be a last and final messenger. And if anybody follows Moses and gives him honor and reverence, then Moses has said, how much I wish I was amongst the, 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 the people who followed Muhammad as the last and final messenger. And if anybody claimed that they followed Jesus, then let them be informed that Jesus says, I do not have the answers for you, but there will come a messenger who will deal with the most, uh, will deal with every aspect of the sense of man, and he will guide you to every answer that the human race will ever be in need of. So it's a messenger who deals with all people, all time, and all places. So the message then deals with that and so you and i need to understand that that the message of the nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam is a message so much different but we also reap so much benefit that the things that happens happen to other ambiya is also happening to us in a different format slightly but also enhances every detail of what they did that you and I need to enhance. And thus Allah has sent to us this Qur'an reminding us of the various Anbiya and the people and the things that happened with them and the expectation that they need to live on. May Allah grant us to be of those who can grow and develop and recognize what this deen of Islam in its wonder, in its beauty, and how you and I need to be able to see how we implement the laws of Allah, of what Allah expects of us. And Allah has taken us to a position different. So Allah made you and me the ummah of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Our expectation is different and Allah gives us reverence, revere us in a position different. If you and I are prepared to want to carry out and live this deen, may Allah grant us to be of the ummah of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, who strive our very, very best to implement that and to carry that out to the best of our abilities, inshaAllah. So, most um, probably I would want to share with you some of the things that needs to happen. When we speak about the era of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, there was one important aspect amongst all of that. And that is the aspect of language that was common in the Arabian Peninsula amongst the people of the Arab race. Now the nature of the Arab people, the nature of the Arab people of, of Arabia was mostly, most of them were illiterate. 
And if I say illiterate, I don't mean they were illiterate, stupid, or ignorant, or they didn't know how to know to use their brains. Instead, they were, if I say the word illiterate, I simply mean they were unlettered. And unlettered means they could not read and write. Because it's like what happened to your fathers, your forefathers and mine too. People who did not have schooling, they could not read and write. But they were not ignorant. They, so the word, uh, uh, when I say unlettered, it's more appropriate than say, say that, that they were uh, people who were... Uh, um, if I say unlettered, it's more appropriate than having to say they were people who were ignorant for that matter or um, did not have knowledge, did not have insight. Our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was a, a Nabi. First and foremost, we need to understand no human being taught him ever. Nobody ever, ever, ever taught him anything that a man or human being need to know. That anything a man had to know, he was never, ever taught by anybody. So that Allah can have, be the only one, the, the Lord of the universe, be the only one. An actual fact, that is what Allah did to all the prophets prior. They weren't given any education from anybody on this world so that Allah can take charge of their education and Allah guides them and gives them knowledge and insight and understanding of a level deeper than whatever you or me or professor or lawyer or doctor or president ever will have. Or the greatest of judges, whatever they think they will know, greater than theirs by far. In no way a comparison. Instead, Knowledge of the deeper sense, of the greater sense, and understand understanding the depth immediately in split seconds. What you and I need to learn for, for X amount of years at universities or, or our lives from the moment we start to learn from until the day we die, what the greatest of all of us need to learn can never ever be compared to the extent of knowledge of he who's created knowledge and who he who in actual fact has passed that knowledge over to his prophets and especially the prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam to whom Allah has given when he spoke about anything that of his creation he gives him direct exposure to that of understanding what you and I need to be able to learn for many years. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. I'll hand back over to Sheikh to continue where we stopped just before the ad break, Sheikh Tafaddal. Shukran, Jazakallah for that one, dear Asmina. Um, just before the break, we were busy on speaking of the, the type of different things that happened in the background of, of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, or those things that was the issues that was common to the time of our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And amongst that, because he's coming to the... Uh, he came initially to Arabia, where he was born in Mecca, and he grew up there, and Allah gave him. One of the things that was common in that place amongst his people was the fact that Allah granted them to be a people of, uh, even though we called them they were illiterate, we said it doesn't necessarily mean illiterate. It's a term used that means it's unlettered, they could not read and write. Because if I say somebody's illiterate, it means he doesn't have the capacity to use his intellect. He doesn't has the, have the ability to think for himself. He cannot fathom or use or ponder appropriately or draw conclusion intellectually. He's almost like a vegetable or he's, 
He just follows what he sees others do and he cannot use his own intellectual power. He cannot use his own brain. And this is not what happened to our Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, neither to the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. Instead, Allah's preferred them to be a people that was what we call unlettered because Allah wanted to teach them. But they were very, very high in that era. That was something very common. I mean, they had a lot of poets, people who had the capacity and the ability of language, and also people who knew to read and write. There was quite a lot amongst them. But the greater amount amongst them, the greater, or shall I call it, the, it was commonly known that there was poets and people that could read and write, but not as widespread as today. Right, In today's life, there's a lot of people who can read and write, but they cannot use their brains properly. They do not think for themselves. They are very much monkey see, monkey do. So when we speak about the word illiterate in the time of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there was a lot of people who were illiterate, unlettered, but actually actively minded. Their minds were very active. They were Heidi people, uh, people that think for everything, for nothing goes past them. They wouldn't use their own, they, they would use their common sense to the best of their ability, and they wouldn't just allow things to happen, and nobody could just tell them things. Even though they could not read and write, what you and I think, no, they were people who were very, very much actively minded. Their minds were very, very active. And they were people with the extent of their active mindedness could reflect on things that's happening around them. What is that? And they could read the skies. They could read the weather. They could read the seas. They could read the, 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 the plantation. They could read the desert that they were living in. And so they could read and understand and draw conclusions of what they had of experiences. And read the understanding of life. And thus, when Allah Ta'ala sent the message to them first and foremost, He said to them, Ikra. This message Allah sent to them and to all of us and said to them, Ikra. You see that you activate your mind. Keep your minds alive. Be active at minds. The word Ikra has got various meanings. One meaning thereof is the ability to read. But remember, those people could not read and write like reading and writing in a book with books and pens. But the ability to read the sky, to read the mountains, to read the weather, to read the, 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 the desert, to be able to read the life of others and to advise and guide in the process of their reading which mean they understood it they had depth they didn't need universities today many of us need a university degree only then to start to read can you imagine today you and i need to learn the knowledge and the skill to get a university degree only to sit and give advice and guidance about what can happen tomorrow these people, like that of your, for, your fathers and your, your grandmothers, they did not have any degrees. They did not have any knowledge, most probably never had schooling at all. This is what is known to be 
they were unlettered, actively minded. And Allah wants us to understand that. But the word Ikra captures also the ability to have that depth and use the mind so deeply that you come to recognize and understand and appreciate your Lord. And thus, when Allah spoke to them, Allah spoke to them of the sciences of life. Now, if they could not read and write, what gave them the right to understand the sciences? What gave them the right that Allah could tell them what is going to happen? Because Allah knows what is good for man. Allah knows when Allah says to them, Ikra is Ikra reading and writing and have the capacity and the ability. How many a people today cannot read and write, but yet cannot understand and cannot yet give unto Allah the power that belongs to Allah? For the more you ought to use your intellect, the more you come to activate the mind where the act actually become intellectually intellectually of value and quality is when you activate the mind of its higher level. And so the intellectual power is at its highest level and intellectually it doesn't intellectually mean that you have a degree. It doesn't mean that you are a professor. When you are intellectual, you are using your brain alive, recognize and see how you can benefit from what you've been guided with. And this is what needs to happen. And may Allah grant this to happen to all of us, inshallah. So Allah then granted us through the sciences with the message of Allah where Allah said to the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, Ikra' bismi rabbika ladhi khalaq. I'm going to be handing back over to Sheikh to continue where we stopped. Shukran jazakallah khair. And as we were saying, that, that of the, the things that Allah has given to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to deal with issues, was issues that they had to deal with first and foremost with language. Now, language, you need to understand, no language, I swear by Allah, no language was, was powerful and strong like the language of the Arab language. Of, with all the processes that we've seen, these people were illiterate or unlettered. They were among them poets of the highest level. And thus, Allah then sent his message, the message of the Quran, to be of a language level that actually took to the best of people in language. And it so happened that when the rest of the world came to see what the language of the Arabic language is and the power and the might of the Arabic language, everybody started to work at their own language. Just by the way, the English language is of the weakest, nay, the youngest languages that they exist. Do you know they were still struggling in the year 1800 X? How to be able to spell different words in the English language? And they were still working at creating a, di a, 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 a diary where you, need to, uh, uh, um, where you had to learn how to be able to spell certain words. On what is the meaning of those words? They were working very, the, the language development and how to be able to, be, to, to put things into the plural and how to do things in the language makeup and the sentences. And these were all developments. It wasn't processed. Now, it was, it was developing in every language. And do you understand or know that the Jewish language, the Jewish language was a wonderful, strong language? powerful language that in actual fact got lost in t 
total completeness. And the people had, because the people had no relationship with the Jewish language no more. And it got get lost. And the only way they could rebuild the, the language of theirs and set it a pro- process for the benefit of those who need to other develop in the language, in the Jewish language, only happened after their study and their hard work of coming to know the Arabic language and take from there the building and making up of their languages. But every, every language on the earth, no language was a complete language who had the capacity and the strength of the language of the Arabs. Now the beauty of the language of the Arabic language, it had that power and might that Allah Ta'ala placed the stem of Allah Ta'ala too, to be able to show humanity the greatness of this language is so great that everybody who reads through this language sees the greatness and glory and the wonder of the language. Unfortunately, today there's a, a lack of people who want to understand the language and uh, people don't realize the extent of the depth of this language. And so it's not the same as what happened in the time of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But letting us understand that there has been people with languages around and languages has been so of, of a standard to the extent that probably the Arabs could learn many other languages. As we said, they did not have the capacity to read and write and Allah added to the word Ikra also means reading and writing. When Allah says Ikra, read or activate the mind or uh, um, um, try to be able to be Active-minded, says Allah. Ikra bismi rabbik. When you use your mind, you always see in the relationship to Allah Ta'ala. Always realize that there is a Lord. That there is a creator. Alladhi khalaq. Ikra bismi rabbik. Know that there is a Rabb, a Lord Allah. And through the reading of understanding His message, you come to realize that He is the only one that created everything that exists so everything that is in existence everything in existence is his might and his power and there's nobody but nothing that ever will that ever was that ever is gonna create with him he's the sole and only creator nobody and nothing has the power to ever create creation is his power and nobody and nothing has the power to create the human race can take of the things that there is that has been created and reproduce and take it and make and study it and break it down and reproduce and as other products but they cannot produce the origin like for instance nobody can produce water nobody can produce oxygen nobody can produce oil these are orange. Nobody can produce and um, sort of create a plant from its own self. And if you, the human being are trying to be able to create today, they cannot create a human being. It cannot. Not even the plant nation, the animal, the animal kingdom, the human kingdom cannot. They can try to reproduce. They can make any other things to it. They take off it. So the. Whatever has been created by the Creator is the best level for the human race and for everybody. And the Creator has put it on the highest level. The human race comes and they either break down or harm or they try to make and put things together. 
but they cannot reproduce the origin of things. Let man try to be able to create one molecule of oxygen. Let man try to create water. Let man try to create, create out of nothing. They don't have anything and they create. Let man try to create or make honey. And, and so uh, 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 the very origin of what Allah's creation is, and thus Allah can take the power by saying, Alladhi khalaq, He is the sole creator of whatever there is. So whatever man reproduces, he takes from the produ- products of what Allah has created, and he then reproduces and takes of that and takes the lessons from there. And it takes man time to be, be there and to develop. And many a time he errs in the process of having to be able to see how he can actually reproduce. 